Welcome to Money's Mitch Podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Mitch Newman, and you have found me once again, or perhaps the first time, on my Mondays of Mitch podcast. New episode every single Monday. Every single Monday, without fail at least up until now. <laughs> we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. And this is really an opportunity to to really hear some some of my thoughts on conscious leadership, some of my experiences that I've uh, been involved in over the years, lessons that I've learned, some where I've had to put my hand on a hot stove multiple times, and to finally get it, right? That's just what happens sometimes. We have to sometimes burn ourselves <laughs> more than once. To go, oh, now I get it. In any event, um, I'm glad you're here. I really do appreciate you investing a little bit of your time during your day, during your evening, wherever you may be at this moment to kind of, you know, perhaps even learn something a little bit more about yourself. Learn really, in essence, I like to think of this as a time to help people and support people and re-remembering who they really truly are once we kind of clear away the debris and uh, all of the stuff, right? The sticky stuff that we've uh, perhaps built up over years around all of our storytelling. And conscious leadership is really, um, from my perspective, a paradigm shift out of the way many people would imagine leadership to be. Even today, it's so interesting. People talk about, oh, I'm not a leader. Oh, that's not me. And we'll talk about that on another episode. Um, but it's just a really interesting dynamic where we have belief systems around everything, right? So we have belief systems about what leadership looks like. We have images in our mind. We have movies that we've seen where we saw people that were leading. We saw uh, situations when we were perhaps in school or played organized sports. So we made certain associations to what leadership ultimately looks like. And one of the things that we've kind of associated, which is really what I want to talk about today, is the power of leadership and the association that we have to what power looks like when we are experiencing a leader. Uh, they wield a lot of power. They have the power to control us, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, different countries around the world talk about political leaders and the power that they have. And in many situations, it's true. There are, there are people who, who do wield a lot of power and, it's really just a decision that we all have to make in terms of what it is that we choose to believe and how we choose to lead and also how we choose to be led. And sometimes that choice, unfortunately, depending upon where you live in the world, is taken away from people. And that's a very unfortunate thing. So we look for places and spaces inside where we can at least take dominion 
over that power that we harness inside of ourselves to be able to, to manage our situations and our circumstances as we move through the day. But it's really interesting when I talk to people about this awareness that, you know, that leadership ultimately comes down to a choice. You have to choose to want to lead. And for many people, once they make that choice, and for those who don't, sometimes it's that association that they have for what power looks like. They don't want to be that responsible for that many people. They don't want to um, be in a position where um, they could harm people based on the power that they have. So there's all kinds of associations and beliefs that we have around it. And part of this podcast is to, well, it's to really demystify some of these terms and the definitions that we've attached to them and create new ones, quite frankly. So it's understanding that that power is not something from a leadership standpoint that we want to hold over people. Power is something that we want to utilize as a way to inspire people. And it's not something that you necessarily use against other people. It's just something that you harness as a way to effectuate change, to effectuate growth, to remind people of what they're capable of creating in the process. And a lot of times people have felt over the years in their circumstances and whether it's a work related, even in a relationship, personal relationship related, where they felt somebody had a, a power over them. And that kind of starts to move us into places where we can experience ourselves in many ways as, as a victim, where we are perhaps allowing certain things or giving permission, sometimes by not saying anything. It's not, you know, permission isn't always about, you have my permission <laughs> to wield power over me. Sometimes it's what we don't say. It's the avoidance of saying anything that gives someone the impression that you're agreeable to it and you may be agreeable to it because you're afraid of the consequences of speaking up. So it's very important that we understand that when we create that kind of a scenario, what we're doing is, is we're allowing someone else um, by not speaking up, we're allowing somebody else to become what I call the puppeteer of our thoughts and emotions. We're, uh, we're giving them permission to have power over us. And like I said, sometimes that power is in holding back, meaning we don't, we speak up, but we don't really say what we're thinking or we're the silent person in the room, or you'll find a lot of situations where people are in a room and they're, they're pretty much afraid of the person who's technically leading them or the person they perceive, you know, is the, is the person because of maybe past experiences they've had. So then that person will say, hey, I want some ideas, throw out some ideas. And everybody just freezes up because they just go, oh, my God, the last time somebody came up with an idea, they got yelled at. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be yelled at. So everybody stays quiet. And so some of the greatest, greatest thoughts and greatest ideas and, and greatest thoughts that lead to ideas that lead to another idea that lead to this third or fourth idea that becomes the it idea gets lost. And nobody benefits from that situation. Nobody benefits from that scenario. And it's interesting to see how, how power plays itself out. There's different forums. There's different ways that people feel powerful now. Social media has given people an opportunity to, to feel powerful. 
you know, they have X number of millions of followers on a certain platform. And so they think they have power now. So suddenly they're not only an expert on what they gathered their followers on, but apparently they've also uh, picked up on four or five other things that they now feel compelled to share their beliefs about. And what people don't realize, I think, when they don't stay in their lane around that is they start to really decrease their influence over people and the impact that they make because they're stepping outside of the bounds of what the intention of the relationship was. And let's say why I was following you. So if I'm following somebody on a specific topic, that's why I'm following them. I'm interested in that topic. I might not be interested in how they feel or think about politics or how they feel or think about a pandemic. I tuned in because I wanted to hear their thoughts on a particular area where I feel they had mastery over or expertise around. And I wanted to learn. So we lose that. I started uh, exploring a new platform uh, with a friend of mine and he was explaining to me how it works and, you know, who has the power and who's moderating and, and how you let people in and who you don't let in and how you just make sure it doesn't become something else. And then one person gets to decide whether or not everybody gets to hear what you have to say or, <laughs> and it just reminded me of this idea of, of how power can be taken to an extreme where power can be used in a scenario where um, it's a stage. You're creating another stage, another platform. That's what is a stage. A stage is a platform, right? But what I think where, where we, where we kind of skip a beat here and kind of get off course, which is really the essence of what I really want to share today around conscious leadership is that whatever the stage that you choose to be on, whether it's just the sound of your voice, whether it's your physical presence, being seen, being out front, Whatever that stage is that you choose, I think it's super important from a consciousness standpoint to remember something that I think a lot of times people forget. The stage that you take as a leader does not belong to you. It's temporarily entrusted to you. It gives you an opportunity to serve an audience. To serve an audience. So sometimes people get on stage and they think it's about them and they run in a million different directions and they want to be captivating and they want to be loved and they want to be cared for and they get off point. See, to me, it's about value. It's what is the value that I can create when I'm, when I'm on a stage and people are viewing me through the lens of leadership and I'm training on something. I'm there not for me. I'm there for them. I'm there for that one person who's looking for some piece of hope, some piece of opportunity, some piece of connection that somehow to themselves that's been missing, that they've misplaced. And it's my responsibility to be in the best possible light, a, a, a big giant post-it note to support people in re-remembering who they are and why they're there and what they came for. That's what power is. Power is ultimately the ways in which we can empower other people. Regardless of the platform, regardless of the stage, 
I need to bring value to people. That's why they're there. I've heard many people talk to me about people and they go, oh, yeah, I saw so-and-so speak the other day. Man, it was so great. He was so funny. She was so this. And I'll say, well, what, what, what did they say? What did they talk about? And I get like a, you know, a, a tumbleweeds going by on the phone. I could actually see them. They say nothing. They go, and they start to stumble. Well, I, you know, I don't remember, but he was just really funny. Okay. Well, laughter is great. Great dopamine release. I'm sure everybody in the audience loved it. But what was, the, besides that, what was the value that they were there to contribute? And when it becomes about the person and it becomes about their one-liners and when it comes down to entertaining the audience, but not leaving them with something that they came looking for, did we leave that person in a place to go home, wherever home may be, did they leave better than they arrived? That's the responsibility. That's the power that's entrusted to somebody who's leading. So whether your platform is a stage, whether your platform is a microphone, whether your platform is as a team leader, it's not for you to be the focal point. Your role from a conscious leadership standpoint has to be discovering the part of you that exists in them so you can tap into it, letting them see that that it exists inside of them, and re-reminding them of who they are are, who they've always been. And they'll try and take, give you credit for it and don't let that go to your head. Oh my God, you changed my life. Oh my God, when you said that thing, I mean, oh my God, everything just shifted. And they associate it with as if you did something. Yes, you did. You reached them at a point in time when they were ready to listen. They were ready to hear something that they already knew somewhere in consciousness and simply misplaced. And you were there to remind them, to help them to re-remember what they already know. See, that's the satisfaction of the power that you're entrusted to, that you get to harness, that you get to deliver. Not something to wield over people, not something to make people feel uncomfortable, not to stifle the energy of an audience or a, a boardroom or a meeting room, wherever you may be, with a team. It's not about everybody getting quiet when the leader walks in the room. It's not about the leader walking in like they're walking into a locker room and start screaming and yelling at everybody. Man, the power isn't about empowering other people. It's about lifting other people up. Once you re-remind somebody of what they already know, that's when their magic comes out. And everybody wins when magic shows up. I appreciate each and every one of you. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 